It's time for The Deuce with Jimmy Chavez on 1620 The Zone. All the headlines you need in two minutes or less. State basketball in Lincoln coming up at the top of the hour. It all begins again. In Class B, later on, Omaha Scut. We'll find out if that's what they want to be called in Crete. Platteville and York in C1. Auburn faces Omaha Concordia at the top of the hour. And Ogallala and Ashland Greenwood follow. Omaha playoff hockey tonight at Baxter's. They take on North Dakota in the opening round of the NCHC playoffs. The Mavericks finish third in the regular season. The Fighting Hawks finish sixth. First time ever for playoff hockey at the Baxter. Best of three. 7.07 tonight and tomorrow, and if necessary, 6.07 on Sunday night. Omaha baseball takes on a school called Stonehill, the three-game series, beginning with a pair of seven-inning doubleheaders to ga- today. The third game would be either tomorrow or Sunday. So who is Stonehill? Stonehill College is a private Roman Catholic liberal arts college in Easton, Massachusetts. It was founded in 1948 by the Congregation of Holy Cross, and is located on the original estate of Frederick Lothrop Ames, Jr. Cite your source. (laughs) With 29 buildings that complement the original Georgian-style mansion. (laughs) The Skyhawks come to Omaha with a 1-7 record, picking up their lone win of the season March 5th, 7-4 against Army West Point. Last time out, they nearly pulled off a major upset at Kansas State, uh, jumping out to a 4-0 lead, ultimately falling 6-5. Nebraska baseball begins a three-game series with Illinois State this afternoon at 4.05, 2.05, and 1.05 tomorrow on Sunday, of course, weather permitting. And in college basketball, Biggie semifinals tonight at the Garden, UConn and Marquette in Game 1 prior to Creighton and Xavier. Four games of the Big Ten today at 11 o'clock this morning. Rutgers, who survived yesterday's playout game with Michigan, takes on one-seed Purdue, followed by Ohio State, who upset Iowa, taking on Michigan State. And tonight, Penn State Northwestern. And Maryland, Indiana, and in the Big 12, Kansas-Iowa State, followed by TCU, who won last night's Purple Bowl over Kansas State facing Texas. Good uh, good Stonehill information, by the way. 34,000 to go to school there. Yeah. 34,000. Mm-hmm. Hmm. In Massachusetts, eh? Well, enjoy your stay here. So Patrick Ewing, the story of the Big East, he is uh, out. Uh, they struggled for six years. Last two years, two and 37. Uh, in the conference, 50 losses the last two years. One time they only went to the NCAA tournament. Worst trip back to their alma mater, Scott Frost or Patrick Ewing? I'm going to say Scott Frost. Because of the other stuff. Well. The other stuff? All the other nonsense that was going on with Scott Frost. Patrick Ewing at least took his team to the tournament. Yeah, and and I can still I feel confident in doing so by saying what did wait what did Patrick Ewing do? Interesting way to describe that, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. The other nonsense that was going on. But I would tell you. I mean, I had another word for nonsense, but I'd like to nonsense of stuff that was going on in the football field. I, I look at it through the optics of wait, what did what did Georgetown do that one year during the COVID year? Uh, what Creighton in the final. Yeah. Uh, just uh, completely inexplicable run there. And yeah, they got smoked in the NCAA tournament, but we didn't even see Scott Frost get Nebraska to a bowl game. And the only time during his tenure that they were relevant in the Big Ten West division where you got into November where they were not mathematically eliminated was this year when he was no longer the head coach. 
So, yeah, I'm going to still say Scott Frost. Uh, both places kind of went with a complete reset. Mm-hmm. Micah Shrewsbury, who Penn State played well down the stretch, yeah. and they're in. Mm-hmm. That win. did yesterday. Yep. Everybody's talking about Notre Dame for him, possibly, but Fran McCaffrey is behind the scenes kind of kicking the tires big time. Uh, with Georgetown, who I think Ed Cooley is their number one target and should be, Micah Shrewsbury has to be there because if I'm St. John's and Patino's name is mentioned anywhere nor- near Georgetown and I have a chance to get Patino, whew, not hesitate. I'm going to grab me some Rick Patino if I'm St. John's. And they haven't made a, a move on Mike Anderson. Gary. So Frost Gary. or Ewing, worst return to their alma mater. Frost. Patrick had a first-class statement, too, in the release. He'll always yeah. be a Hoya. Oh. What, what, what? But he was a Hoya destroyer. <laughs> well played. That's basically what he was. With the program. What's, what's your call on that one? Oh, Scott Frost. Okay. And I both did. places you thought would work, now one more than other. Uh, yeah. The one at Nebraska more than the one at uh, yeah. Georgetown. I had a discussion last segment about Harburg. There is precedence here of uh, a high school quarterback to move to tight end, a guy that's going to go to the Hall of Fame that happens to be catching balls from 15 in Kansas City, wears 87. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey was a pretty good, in Cleveland, was a pretty good high school quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he actually ran, too. Mm-hmm. So he was over a 1,000-yard rusher as a quarterback. Um, he was about... He, he would what we would call a dual-threat quarterback in high school at about 6'4". He was probably about 200 pounds. So it's not now, a lot of that, fun to tackle. Now he's, now, he's, now he's kind of, you know what he is? He is the prototypical tight end size, whether in college or the NFL nowadays, 6'5", 250. Yeah. I mean, that, the Fedoni is in the 250 range. I think they want to get Gilbert back down to the neighborhood of 250. The prototypical tight end size right now is 6'5", 250. Harburg is 6'5", about 195. So you're not going to all of a sudden put 60 pounds on the kid's body. But if the quarterback spot doesn't work out, there is some history of, hey, maybe try tight end because that's, I mean, at Cincinnati is when they moved him. You know, I would like because he he played, you know, he he, they used him as a wildcat at Cincinnati. And then they made the full time move. To him as a a tight end. Now Taysom Hill is much smaller. Taysom Hill is only six foot two. Right. Um, but you know Har- Harburg and Kelsey are both six foot. Can, five. can I bring up a local? I guess we'll just use a local example of this as well. And speaking of the days that it was okay to call UNO UNO in football, but also a Catholic high school in the state of Nebraska, Wahoo, now known as Bishop Newman, Zach, Zach Miller. Miller. Yep. Zach Miller was we had a, a hell caller of a, call in and say that yeah. he was a great option quarterback. He was. I, I was doing games in the radio when UNO was playing in Zach Miller as a quarterback, that was fun to watch. And he was a beast. And that was one of the great things about trying to get him down is because he was so big, but he was so freakishly fast for that size. Great athlete. First and foremost, what everybody would say about Zach Miller was very, very good athlete. But quarterback skills-wise, he wasn't going to the NFL, didn't have the same type of throwing ability that other guys did, convert him into a tight end, had a nice little career in the NFL. By the way, on the Twitter, Stacy says just West Side. Hashtag dubs. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so the size is obviously a little bit different. Even when Zach was in college compared to Heinrich Harburg, is a little bit different, but yeah, it could be done. I mean, if he doesn't, doesn't work out at quarterback and you don't want to lose his athleticism and give him that opportunity, hmm. I mean, it'd be a heck of a transition because all of a sudden you're in a lot more contact. To catch footballs, but yeah. you'd be blocking and catching. 
one quarterback that will not be moving to tight end. I know we have not had an update on Dylan Riola, who will be visiting Oregon for the spring game. Hmm. So he's going to go to Georgia Tech. Hello, Phil Knight. He's going to go yeah. to Georgia, come back to Nebraska. He's going to go to Oregon. He'd like to go to USC. He'd like to camp. Uh, probably going to – the roller coaster is – we're on the roller coaster of Dylan Riola. So we told you the other day, I did, that the family looked at homes in Southern California. Now, if the situation doesn't work out in Phoenix where he's eligible, and he may not know if he's eligible until right before the start of the season, could they move to Southern California? He is going to work out at the 3DQB it's Academy. In LA, right? It's in Huntington Beach, so yeah, yes. essentially L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed... They have a spring break get-together. He will be there, Dylan Riolo, that is. And they are making sure that they are advertising that he is going to be there. Mm. So I was looking to see who the instructors might be or other quarterbacks if there is like a heavy USC theme. It's not. Nope. Guys from all over the place, but their advertising has a lot of Dylan Riolo on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's going to work out there over spring break, which is this weekend or next weekend. And it looks like he will spend a lot of time in the spring working out there. When will we see the crystal ball for uh, Georgia Tech, by the way? <laughs> I think that is a favor. It is. We're going to Georgia yeah. and we're we're going to go to Athens and we're going to go to Atlanta. Be in the neighborhood. I, I know. I, I saw it when Steve Wolfong tweeted out his schedule of visits. I thought, oh, that'll go over really well, especially around here. Oh, now, now we got to compete against Georgia Tech? <laughs> I think that's doing it as a favor. Yeah. The Oregon one, he vi- he's been to Oregon before. I I think he visited Oregon before he committed to Ohio State. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> the Yeah, the, the, the Georgia Tech one. That's the, you know, when you always say to someone, hey, if you're in the neighborhood, come on by. You know, let's uh, bring the family by. Yeah, I'd love to see you. That's the Georgia Tech one as they're going to Athens. Come on by. All right, coming up in about 15 minutes, Dave Starman will join us. Uh, Omaha Hockey tonight against North Dakota Baxter Arena. That place will be rocking. There should be a great crowd on on hand. They have gone above and beyond to make sure that there are enough people rooting for the Mavs that are in the building. Um, And two teams that are playing with a sense of urgency. They're not locked into the NCAA, so they've got to make it out of Omaha. That should be a fantastic three-game series. I'm expecting it. We'll call three game. Yeah, uh, I'm expecting it. Dave, who's one of the great guys in the sport of hockey, he'll join us here in a little bit on Mornings with Sharp and Haley on 1620 The Zone.